You're listening to SU The Big Screen, hosted by James Murphy, the official podcast of WQSU 88.9 The Pulse. And now, our feature presentation. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the SU The Big Screen podcast hosted by me, James Murphy. Uh, Today we have some films to talk about that recently came out that I saw, and that is the Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and Cocaine Bear. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it and start with Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. So this is a film that came out February 15th. It uh, has been very popular online considering the fact that it's it's Winnie the Pooh in a horror movie. It's like you, you can't really make this kind of stuff up. That's the kind of movie that you hear, and it's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be really funny, or it's going to be one of the worst things you've ever seen in your entire life. And I don't know. I don't know where I stand at this point. When I saw it, it was playing for one night only in theaters, so I had to see it at 7 o'clock at AMC uh, Classic Selens Grove. And it was a packed auditorium. It, it was packed, and it was definitely a lot, uh, a, a lot riding on it. I've had some expectations that it was going to be at the very least like funny because it's you just watch the trailer and you just think that it's going to be something really stupid. So maybe for nothing else, you'll get some good laughs out of it. And I did. There, there was a few funny parts for sure. I think the costumes look terrible. It, it, like if you saw the trailer and you were like you know, this isn't for me, then you're probably going to feel the same way after watching the film. But I'm still kind of trying to process what exactly I watched because I was just dumbfounded. My face was just in utter shock the entire time. And it wasn't in a good shock. It was like a straight dumbfounded shock because I was so surprised by how bad it actually was. It definitely was not what I was expecting it to be. I mean, I, I went into it knowing it was going to be bad. I mean, there's not a single person who even heard about this movie and thought for even a second it was going to be of any good quality at all. But I just blew my expectations away in a bad way. And I probably lost a good amount of brain cells watching the film. It was definitely the worst experience I've ever had in a movie theater in a long time because it definitely reeks of straight-to-DVD quality. It felt like a film that belonged in a gas station at 3 a.m. It didn't like feel as if it was a film worthy of being shown in a movie theater. I didn't even think it was going to get released in theaters. I thought for sure this was going straight to VOD. I didn't think there was even a chance that it was going to be in movie theaters. So the fact that it was in there, even for just one night, it just blew my mind. It blew my mind when I first heard about it, and it blew my mind even after watching it. And I completely understand why there was that expectation of it not going into theaters. Because when you watch it, it's just it, it reeks of DVD quality. It reeks of like the kind of film you'd see on like a Game Boy, <laughs> like in two thousand six. Like it, it doesn't seem like something that belonged in a movie theater in the year of twenty twenty three because it is such low quality. The acting is terrible. And it's a film that has British actors, and they have British actions the entire time, so who knows? But it's supposed to be, like, taking place in America, so it's just, the consistency is just really bad, and I think that there was, you know, a lot riding on the fact that this was going to be stupid funny, and 
it wasn't even that really. I mean, there was a few moments that were funny. Um, there was no scene in particular that I can really think of off the top of my head that I was like, that was really funny and bad. It was kind of just bad. It, it wasn't enjoyable to say the least. Um, the ending was very abrupt. It definitely comes out of nowhere. Um, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet are... Oh, I'm going to spoil this, by the way. They're, 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 I'm going to talk about spoilers. I wouldn't normally do this, but I have to because there's no way I could talk about a film like this and not spoil it. I'm going to tell... If you want to watch it, go ahead and watch it. Um, but I'm going to give you the synopsis and then I'll give you the rating at the end of the... Uh, at the end of the uh, the talking points of what I have to go over, because I do have a few notes of some things that I think are worth mentioning. Starting off with the fact that Winnie the Pooh and Piglet look like <laughs> they look terrible. They are just guys in costumes, and they look like they got masks off of Party City. They don't look like actual like the characters are supposed to be. Like Pooh doesn't look like Pooh. Piglet doesn't look like Piglet. Uh, Piglet looks just <laughs> he looks more like a warthog. And he does an actual pig. And it was just really bad. Every time they were on screen, the audience was just eating it up. So the film starts off with uh, a 2D animation explaining that Winnie the Pooh, uh, Owl, Eeyore, uh, Piglet, and Rabbit are just chilling in the woods. And they meet Christopher Robin. And he uh, eventually becomes friends with them all. And even though they don't speak, Christopher Robin is still friends with them. But eventually he leaves for college and the rest of the gang is not happy with that at all. So what Pooh decides to do is that they, since they're starving, because Christopher Robin would bring them food and they have no way to eat now that he's gone, uh, he decides that the best way to go about the situation was to kill and eat Eeyore. And that's exactly what they do. So they, they, they kill Eeyore and they eat him. And that's the traumatic event that causes them to go crazy. So <laughs> it's just, it's so stupid. I mean, just like talking about it, it doesn't sound like a real film. I mean, Winnie the Pooh, he, for those of you who don't know, Winnie the Pooh entered the public domain. He used to be owned by Disney and Disney owned the rights to where, see, the public domain is an interesting thing because anything that's in the public domain it means that there's no specific company that has the rights to that character. You know, stuff like, you know, Tarzan. Like, Tarzan used to be owned by Disney, and he's in the public domain. Well, he's been for a few years now, so people outside of Disney are allowed to make Tarzan movies now. And Winnie the Pooh was the same way. He entered it, like, two years ago, I think. So if Disney had still owned the rights to Winnie the Pooh, this movie would have never came out. Never. It would have, it would have never been made and the fact that Disney lost the rights to Winnie the Pooh, well, they still have the rights to Tigger. That's why Tigger isn't in the movie. And a lot of people were confused on that because Tigger is one of the most popular characters from Winnie the Pooh. But a lot of people don't understand that Tigger specifically is still owned by Disney. It's just the rest of the characters are not. So they weren't allowed to have Tigger in the film because he was still owned by Disney and Disney could sue them if they did that. But they figured they'd just go with the rest of the characters anyway. And... Because they decide to kill Eeyore, you know, for some reason they explain that Rabbit and Owl were also in their group, but they're never in the film. Like, Rabbit and Owl are not seen once, but they are, you know, talked about in the beginning as having taken part in the killing of Eeyore. But it's basically just Pooh and Piglet for the entire film. And after they explain that Eeyore's dead, they cut to Christopher Robin and his wife. They're walking in the woods, and Christopher Robin, he's like a college kid. And he decides to show his wife uh, the 100-acre woods so he can meet his friends 
that he had made when he was a kid and show her that they're nice and that um they you know that they're cool people and that nothing's gonna go wrong but of course this is a horror movie and everything goes wrong because as soon as they get there they see blood and they see Eeyore's gravestone and um they go into hiding when they hear footsteps and it's poo and he comes back to check on his house because he essentially lives there in his little shack and they hide there uh, pretty much all night they hide from Pooh, and then as soon as they leave from their hiding spot and there's like a time lapse to where they go on to, to hide and then they cut to like nighttime so it's implied that they've been sitting there all day but literally <laughs> since they're sitting there all day the uh, the literal second they get out of their hiding spot they just get jumped by piglet and then piglet just strangles christopher robin's wife like right in front of them and christopher robin's like no please don't kill my wife like it was like it was so dumb um i mean it's it's there's just no amount of words that could describe how dumb this movie is that's why like I, I don't know. I I want to tell you not to watch it, but it's just so insane that it's really something that you have to experience for yourself. There's like no words that can put into um, perspective just what kind of movie this is. It's really something you have to like watch to understand because <laughs> it's just so insane. It, it's utter insanity because uh, Piglet kills Christopher Robin's wife and Christopher Robin, like the dude who plays him, it was just so bad like his wife literally just got murdered right in front of him and he looks like he's about to like break into laughter i mean i don't know if i mean i would do if i was in that situation and i just saw piglet and boo just standing there looking how they looked because they look so dumb and after his wife is uh <laughs> after his wife is killed they kidnap him and they tie him up into a shed and there's a scene later in the movie where Pooh is just like torturing christopher robin and Pooh literally has the tail of Eeyore, and he starts to whip him with it. And like that, that okay, that was funny. I mean, just just talking about it like makes me laugh. I mean, I, I wasn't as funny watching it, but just trying to look back and explain, you can see why just talking about it could seem like a good idea when you actually film it. But there's a difference between like when you have an idea and how you're executing that idea because the execution of the film was not good <laughs> it was not good at all but um but anyway they decide to cut to this new group of characters christopher robin he's not really in the movie until he's in the opening scene he's at the end and then he's like gets tortured like throughout the film like every like every 20 minutes or so they cut back to him just chilling in a shack like and he's just tied up and he's got just eeyore's tail like he's got the the whip marks on his back of the tale and it just looked really bad um but the main characters are these group of girls that move into this vacation house in the hundred acre woods and eventually Pooh and piglet show up and they start picking them off and when Pooh and piglet get to the house they just <laughs> they just they look so stupid they, they look so dumb and when you're like trying to do a suspenseful and that was another thing about the film it was taking itself way too seriously like when they were breaking into the house they were playing like serious music and trying to make you feel like oh they're in danger and you're just how are you supposed to be afraid when you have a dude who is like who looks the way they look their the costumes were just awful and it was just really funny but i couldn't 
really laugh as much as I wanted to because it's just so dumb. Because when you support something like this, you're basically saying that, oh, I want to see more films like this. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to see more films like this. Absolutely not. I mean, maybe I could give it a pass because it's just so dumb. But as I was watching it, it just started to sink in more and more that this was not something that I would want to support because I don't want to see films like this. It's just, it just, it seems insane. <laughs> like insane. I keep saying the word insane, but it is. I'm, I'm not trying to sound like a broken record, but I mean, I'm just thinking the same way that I was thinking in the theater is how I feel now, even though it's been a week. It's been like 11 days as I'm recording this. It's been 11 days since I saw this movie and I still haven't been able to fully process everything that I watched. Like usually when I see a movie, as soon as I like get out of the theater, it'll give me like a day or something to think about everything that I've saw and I'll have thoughts like, okay, maybe it wasn't as good as I thought it was when I get out of the theater and then other times I'll think a movie's really good and then when I get out of the theater, I start to think about it. I was like, you know, maybe not, you know, but this is the kind of film that's had me think about a film longer than I've ever thought about any film in my entire life. I never have had to process something that I had just watched as much as I had with this film because it's just so, just so, so extra. It just, it, I can't put in the words. I can't put in the words, really. But, but anyway, basically the girls, they start getting picked off and they have no characters. They're not given anything that makes them unique. They're just there to be killed by Pooh and Piglet. They're just there to get killed, and eventually a lot of them do, but there's three girls left. Two of them get killed, and they're just walking in the woods, and they run into this one girl who Piglet had, like, locked up, and he, like, killed her husband or something, so she went crazy, and she was just tied up and held hostage by <laughs> Piglet, and eventually... She gets freed by the girls, and the four of them are looking to escape, but Piglet shows up, and then the one girl who they rescue is like, I'm going to get my revenge right now, so she takes the gun, the only gun that the other girl had to protect themselves when she just, like, takes it, and the other girls are just not saying anything about it. They're just perfectly fine with losing their only weapon to defend themselves with, so she can go fight Piglet, and she points the gun at Piglet, and nothing happens there's no bullets in the gun and they the girls don't even tell her they just she, she just takes the gun and they don't tell her it's not loaded they just let her take it and they just don't say a word as she's like going in to fight piglet <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense like why wouldn't you tell her that the gun had no bullets they just let her steal it and then they just watch they just chilling and watching like the girls are just sitting back like eating a sandwich just watching her about to fight piglet knowing that she's gonna get destroyed because she has no bullets in the gun she's holding and when she fires the gun um one of the girls is like oh i forgot that there was no bullets in there like you were carrying that gun around for the past 15 minutes and you never even fired a shot so you were just holding a blank gun the entire time like <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense so Piglet kills her, and then Pooh shows up, and one of the other girls gets the jump on Piglet, and actually kills Piglet. So Piglet dies, and like Pooh is chasing the two other girls while all that other stuff is going down. And when Pooh like hears Piglet screams, like as he's dying, he just goes into full like John Wick mode, and he just runs back and just immediately kills the girl who killed Piglet by like hoisting her up to a tree and just putting a sword, like <laughs> not a sword, a machete through her mouth, and. That was kind of cool. I mean, some of the effects were good. 
I think that the blood was all right in terms of like special effects. Um, I felt like there was more practical stuff than CGI, which I do appreciate. Um, but still, <laughs> it just just trying to watch Pooh just like kill people. It didn't really seem as satisfying as it might. <laughs> I might be making it sound. But eventually, there's two girls left, and Piglet's dead, and Pooh's chasing after them, and they run into this truck of these four dudes, and Pooh's just standing in the, in, the, in the middle of the road, and the four guys, they're like these tough guys who are gonna like defend the girls, and they're gonna fight Pig, uh, they're gonna fight Pooh, so they go up to Pooh, and they're like, "Oh, you like messing with girls, huh? Well, let's see how you like it when we mess with you." So they start fighting him, and they all get their hits in. And then Pooh just kind of shrugs it off, and he's like, okay, well, now it's my turn. And then Pooh just massacres these dudes. He, like, takes one dude and, like, just does one little chop with his hand. Like, he, like, raises his hand in the air, and he swings it down, and he chops this dude's head off with, like, one swing of his fist. And it was just, it was crazy. I mean, it was the finale, so they're trying to go big, and just Pooh is just, like, taking these guys out. He's like one punch, man. He's just taking out everybody with one hit. And eventually he goes back to the other girls. Um, but as he's walking over to the car, the, the girl decides to drive the car into Pooh. And Pooh gets presumably like killed. And they're like playing happy music. And they're like, oh, we finally killed him. And then Pooh just like shrugs it off and he gets back up. He said Pooh is essentially the Terminator in this film. He is literally the Terminator. It doesn't matter what happens to him. He just doesn't get hurt. Like he, he gets shot. He gets stabbed. Like he, he gets like hit in the face with like beer bottles and baseball bats and they do nothing to him which was kind of funny that he was an unstoppable force but after they hit him with the car he just gets back up like nothing happened and he takes uh one of the other girls out of the car and like rips her head off and just tosses it onto the car and the girl's just like screaming but she also like christopher robin looked like she was on the verge of laughing i mean this is supposed to be like a serious situation and they're just like laughing like it's funny which made it hard to take it seriously. I mean, nobody was taking this movie seriously. I mean, just looking at the poster or even like the concept, it's not something you're supposed to take serious, but when they're playing serious music and they're trying to make dramatic scenes, it just doesn't work. But after it's just the girl and Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, um, he's about to finish off the last girl. And then Christopher Robin comes out of nowhere after he's been like tortured in the shack for the entire film. And he just takes another car and just smashes Pooh with his car, too. So Pooh's just stuck in between the two cars, and they start to set on fire. And you think that the movie's going to end with the two of them escaping. But then Pooh just kind of shrugs that off, too. <laughs> like, what? Pooh is the most powerful being in the universe. I mean, there's nothing in this film that hurts him. He just, like, shrugs it off. Like, Pooh, Pooh could, like, <laughs> like, he could take anything. He's literally a Terminator in this film. He's, he's an unstoppable force, and the fact that uh, nothing hurt him, it just kind of made it even more stupid. I mean, like, I, I don't know. He, he was definitely a force to be reckoned with in this film, and when you think of Winnie the Pooh, like, as a character, he's like a friendly little bear. Not in this film. <laughs> not, not in this film. Uh, absolutely not so he shrugs off the fact that he just got hit by two cars and <laughs> and he starts tracing after them and he catches up with the girl and christopher robin he's like listen just take me instead just take me i'm the one you want just let her go and Pooh's like nah <laughs> Pooh's just like nah he, he, he just kills the girl right in front of christopher robin and christopher robin starts freaking out even though he just met this girl like five minutes ago and 
the movie ends with Christopher Robin running into the woods and Winnie the Pooh is still stabbing that girl. And that's it. It just ends. Like, there's no build up to any kind of climax. There's no setup for anything. It's just Pooh and Piglet just, just killing people. That's it. If that sounds interesting to you, go ahead and watch it. If you like straight to DVD films, I'd say go ahead and watch it. I think I probably would have enjoyed it more if I saw it in the comfort of my own home, but the fact that I was in a movie theater watching it on the big screen, it it, it just made it worse. So, I mean, I, I definitely understand why they only played it for one night and at one time, but I if I got my money's worth, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm still trying to process it. I, I still don't understand what I had just watched after I got out of the theater, but I think as far as the rating goes, I, I, I get, I'm giving it a 2 out of 10. I think it, it doesn't do anything that it was trying to do. It took itself way too seriously. If it knew what it was and it just went for it, it could have been more enjoyable or at least enjoyable at all. But the fact that it took itself way too seriously definitely hurt the film. And, you know, the way I have my rating scale is to where, like, 1 is one of the worst things I've ever seen. 10 is, like, best of the best. I think a 2 out of 10, I just can't justify anything higher than that. Because it's just, I can't, there's there's a difference between trying and failing and trying to fail. And the fact that this film was in theaters at all, I just don't get it. I don't understand. I don't think that it really deserves all the money that it made. It had like a $100,000 budget, I think. And it made like a few million at the box office. And I definitely understand why it did, but I don't think it's deserved. I feel like a film, like there are much better like independent films out there i mean you look at the blair witch project that's one of my favorite movies my favorite horror movies and it had a very small budget and it was a horror movie that tried something new and it worked a lot of people don't like that film i think it's underrated and it knew what it was like it it wasn't something that was stupid it was something that there was a vision for and they had an idea and that idea was to be creative and add a new sense to the horror scene. This doesn't add anything to horror movies. And as a genre, it doesn't add anything. As a film, it doesn't add anything. Like, it doesn't really say anything either. But, I mean, it's not like I'm looking for gold with Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. But I just wanted something. <laughs> you know, like something of quality. I mean, even if it is just to laugh at, I would have at least given it a pass. But... It just takes itself way too seriously, and I think it hurts it. So, two out of ten. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 when I first got out of the theater, I was thinking one out of ten. I was thinking it was a one out of ten film. It wasn't deserving of anything more than that. But I mean, in a few days, the more I thought about it, I was like, if I'm gonna give something a one out of ten, I have to feel like it deserves it. Like to call something one of the worst films I've ever seen, I feel like it would have to be deserved i don't think this is one of the worst films i've ever seen it's not good <laughs> it's not good but i don't think it's absolutely terrible either so yeah two out of ten that's what i'm sticking with but the other bear film that i saw was cocaine bear and that one was thankfully good cocaine bear was um a movie that came out uh february 24th i believe it came out a few days ago that i'm recording it and i saw it the day that it came i, I saw it on thursday like the first uh, day that it came out in theaters and it was good uh, it was very enjoyable it was definitely it was refreshing to actually see a movie in theaters like after watching something like winnie the pooh blood and honey that, like that was the last film that i had saw in a movie theater before i saw cade bear so 
it was such a like it was a as a breath of fresh air to be able to go from watching something like that to something like this even if it is just cocaine bear because cocaine bear much like winnie the pooh blood and honey it goes off the name and it doesn't like try to do anything that it knows that it's not cocaine bear is just the kind of movie that you look at the poster and you look at the title and you're like yeah this is exactly what i what i think it's gonna be but unlike winnie the pooh blunt honey it was actually good in quality and it didn't take itself too seriously it knew what it was it was a bear on cocaine and that's it i mean what more could you really ask for there were a bunch of different characters uh none of them really stood out a few of them did like ray liotta uh, he plays one of the antagonists of the film, and he does a pretty good job. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Ray Liotta passed away a few years ago, and this was, I'm pretty sure this was his last performance ever. So I think for him to go out on a film like this and the performance that he gave, um, it, it's it's good. It's nice to see, um, and I appreciate that they did a, um, a post-mortis uh, thing at the end of the film where they said, in loving memory of Ray Liotta. So that was cool as well. But as far as the main plot goes, uh, basically... There, it's based off a real event, and like there was a real bear that did cocaine somewhere. <laughs> I don't remember where it was, but it's based off of true events to an extent. I don't think that everything that happens in the film is what happened in real life, but um, I do think it was loosely based off of that. I mean, even the opening film, like it, <laughs> like it does a joke where it does a quote, and it's like bears are predatory creatures and it is said that when they do cocaine they are one of the most like apex predators in the world and then it says source wikipedia <laughs> like it's like it's supposed to be a joke and and it's pretty good so to be able to see something like that right off the start of the film definitely like set the expectations for how the entire film was going to uh, go about uh, i'm not going to spoil anything uh i think that this is a film that i would recommend people to see for themselves uh there's a lot of different characters um they have different plot lines so for some people they might watch it and feel like it's a little all over the place and it kind of is i mean it didn't really bother me as much as i feel like it would have if it was not a movie about a bear on cook game but i think the amount of characters they had it didn't feel too crowded it didn't feel like one character had like more star power than the other they were all kind of on the same playing field and i feel like everyone got an even amount of time to shine and the bear is definitely <laughs> he's definitely the star like the cocaine bear he 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 isn't really the main character but he's definitely like the star every scene that the bear is in is it's amazing every time the bear is <laughs> just doing anything it definitely just shines uh, a light on the film of being something that you shouldn't take seriously and it knows it which was nice and the fact that the bear did cocaine, um, <laughs> yeah, the bear did cocaine, the fact that he did that, uh, it definitely made the film, um, <laughs> you know, exactly what you would <laughs> think it would be, because it's called Cocaine Bear, so you'd expect the, the bear to be on cocaine, and he is, but uh, as far as the human characters go, a lot of them have different motivations, and they're all, like, interweaved with each other, and eventually they all overlap with each other, and they all have uh, different goals and different motivations, and uh, it's interesting to see how they all play out and how all the plot lines go down because each character feels unique in its own way. And despite the fact that there are so many of them, and you know they're not some aren't going to get as much screen time as others, but they all felt like they got a, an appropriate amount of time to develop their characters and who they were. I mean, th- th- there's there's a point to be made that when you watch something like this, you think that 
not all the characters definitely stand out and you don't think that like all the characters necessarily feel like they needed to be on screen i mean there's probably a script out there where they probably could have cut some of the characters out and not much would have really changed but i think it worked really well i think the wide cast and the variety of characters that they had worked well to where even if the bear wasn't on screen, it was still interesting to me. Even though when the bear was on screen, it was definitely, it was definitely, I mean, it was definitely the highlights whenever the bear was doing cocaine. But whenever the cocaine bear was doing his thing, um, it definitely didn't overshadow the other characters either. Because there was some interesting stuff going on with some of the other characters. You could definitely see what they were going for. And for most of their plot lines, it works. There are some others that are kind of like unresolved. And there are some that kind of go in directions that you don't think they should have gone in. But I think overall, it's a whole package looking at the movie um, as one whole, like narratively, like as a one plot line film. What they were going for was pretty good. Uh, the bear, uh, <laughs> he, he, he is kind of a character in himself. I mean, it's just a bear and he does cocaine and that's it <laughs> there's not really much there's, it might not seem like there's much more to it he does have a cool moment near the end of the film that uh, was unexpected and i think the movie is definitely not what you think it's going to be just by watching the trailer because you look at the film and you're like that's going to be a dumb movie about a bear doing cocaine and it's not going to have anything of value there's definitely value like I, I definitely feel like it was worth my time i definitely don't think that the movie doesn't waste your time either and I think you'll get your money's worth with this one if you go out and watch it. I definitely would recommend seeing it in theaters. I definitely wouldn't wait to watch it on VOD or until it comes out on streaming. I definitely think it's worth your time. And I think that, you know, it, it, it's probably the best movie I've seen this year. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Like, I heard bad stuff about it. So I'm not rushing out to go see it right now. But I definitely think... You should watch Cocaine Bear over Ant-Man and the Moss Quantumania, honestly, because that movie made like $300 million and Cocaine Bear only made $9 million. I feel like it kind of sucks. I mean, I, I don't understand why they would release it like a week after a Marvel movie comes out because Marvel just dominates the box office now. But I definitely hope it makes its money back. Uh, it's not there yet, and it's not even close. But, I mean, it just came out, so I think it could go either way if it loses money that would be i would be upset by that because i do think it's worth your time and i do hope it makes money um but who knows at this point i definitely like i definitely saw that it underperformed and it didn't they didn't make as much as they had hoped for but i'm not sure why that is i mean i honestly think it might have had something to do with marvel being released at the, around the same time i know ant-man's kind of like a big name so i'm not really surprised but I think that it should do good in the coming weeks. It should do um, a good job. I hope it does. You never know with films. You know, sometimes you'll just think that, I mean, at least if you look in the eyes of the perspectives of the studio execs, you think that um, the film's going to do better and then sometimes it doesn't. There are other times you think a film's not going to make any money and it ends up being number one at the box office, but there's not really much out there right now to go see. So I would definitely recommend it. I'm trying to be very vague about this one because I do uh, think that it's worth your time and that you should go check it out. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it. I think that it's worth figuring out for yourself if, you know, the only thing you know going into this movie is that there's a bear and he does cocaine. I think you'll be pleasantly su uh, surprised by how much more it has to offer other than that. 
Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, whenever the bear is on screen, he definitely steals the show. But the other characters, they're good, too. I think they're uh, they're written nicely. It was a pleasant surprise how interested I was in the different plot lines, despite the fact that a lot of people are just going to see the bear and to watch him do cocaine. But it definitely has more to offer than that. And I was pleasantly surprised. I went in with good expectations and I came out with um, a better feeling than I thought I was going to get going out of it. I mean, there was always a chance this could have been bad and it wasn't. It was um, competently made. It had uh, good acting. It had good characters. And the bear did cocaine. So so what what more could you really ask for, really? Um, I think a 7 out of 10 is a good rating. I think it's fair. I could definitely see someone giving it a 6 or maybe even lower. I think it just depends on if you like having fun watching a film. I think there's uh, different perspectives that you can have when watching a film. Like if you watch a film to have fun or if you watch the film to be critical about it, I think that's going to affect how you're going to rate it. But no one's going to go into a movie called Cocaine Bear and try to think critically about it. I mean, you watch the trailer, you know exactly what you're going to get. But even more than that, because the trailer definitely doesn't show too much. And I think that's a good thing, in my opinion. I think if it had shown the other characters, then might not have been as much of a surprise to me, like a pleasant surprise, because they were interesting and I was engaged in the story. So I definitely would like to see more of this i'm curious if they do make a sequel what they would do with it but um i definitely would see it i definitely would check it out if they did a cocaine bear too i know the uh the director came out and said that she would be interested in doing a cocaine shark which would be extremely interesting to see because um there was a story about some cocaine that got loose in the ocean a few weeks ago and she saw that story and she was like, you know what? We did that with Cocaine Bear. I would do a Cocaine Shark. If that was a real thing, <laughs> I would do it. And I love that kind of enthusiasm in Hollywood. I mean, to see directors just be like, yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I want to full send with that. I would love to see it personally. I would definitely like to support that. So I do hope it makes its money um, back at the very least. I know that we've seen in the past there's good movies that come out and they don't do too hot, but then eventually they pick up steam. Like I mean that's what happened to Puss in Boots The Last Wish and that movie ended up making like a bunch of money out of nowhere. So I hope the same thing happens with this one cuz I do think it's deserved. But yeah, 7 out of 10, that's my review. Um but yeah, as far as next week goes, the next episode is going to be the top 10 films of 2022, and I think uh, some of you are going to be very intrigued by the list I have because it's definitely unique, and it's definitely not going to be the kind of list that you would expect. Uh, you know, the Oscars are coming up, and I do have plans to possibly make an episode on the Oscars and my thoughts on that. After the best of the year, I'm definitely going to do a worst of the year, and uh, more stuff to look forward to coming out is the uh, reviews for Shazam Fury of the Gods and John Wick 4 is also coming out soon. So uh, we have some good stuff on the schedule. So I hope you guys stick around for those episodes and definitely continue to check out any future stuff that comes out because I do have some big plans in store. And I think the best and the worst list, the worst list is definitely going to be a blast to make. I think that's probably going to be my favorite episode to make. Um, because it's always the worst of the year is always worse than the best of the year. So I think, I think some of you will be interested to see what I have in store. So thank you all for listening to the, uh, the first episode and hope to see you all next week.